Yeah, we'll say something funny at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm like trying to not like wake up, but like Rob and I went to his friend owns or sorry, not owns, but he's like the marketing guy for a primary care clinic. Mm -hmm. So today we went in and got IVs done because they saw that. Yeah, I've never had one before. Um, but it's funny because she was like, I was drinking a chai latte before I got there. So like, I already had like a chai taste in my mouth and she was like, oh, you'll probably like start tasting some of the like vitamins or whatever that's in the thing. I was like, uh, okay, like, I don't know. I already have like a taste in my mouth, so I don't think so. And, but then it was like 15 minutes and I was like, I taste Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> they just smush up Flintstone vitamins and directly inject them into your veins. Yeah. And then she was like, um, because I don't know, Rob and I got different ones. I don't, something was in his that I, I can't remember what it was called, but she had to like slow down the drip mm-hmm. beca- because of it, because it like could uh, like lower his blood pressure or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and mine was, or like his bag, even though it was slower, was like cruising through it because he, I guess like I'm just super hydrated. And he's not. <laughs> that's funny but it was interesting because so I've never had one before but um so like right afterwards like I felt like good like I had a little bit more energy and like kind of like I don't know it was but then I like crashed not crashed I don't know it's it's really hard to explain because it's very like slight feelings but so now I'm just kind of like zen I think that's the right word I'm just like chilling right now (laughs) well that's good I mean that's a good a good review. It's a good result. Especially after going back to work this week. Um, Ooh, oh yeah, you're a married woman now. Oh yeah. How's Everyone's it? like, every, yeah, every, you're about to ask. Everyone's yeah. like, so how does it feel to be married? I'm like, I don't know. It feels the same. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it didn't, yeah. Well, when I was married, it didn't feel like, I was just like, I don't know. I just feel like nothing drastic changed other than I have a another ring on my finger like yeah because and I think you had a you had a similar like setup as I did like where you guys were living together Mm -hmm. and like doing the whole thing for quite a while before you guys got married and that's kind of like how we are too and so I was like I don't know like we not there's not a whole lot that's different maybe like you know the big conversation we had this week is for some reason both Rob and I both have Amazon Prime accounts and we were like, yeah, maybe since we're married, we only need like one. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you can't buy presents for each other on Amazon, which totally sucks unless you're just like promise not to go through the order history. Actually, because I looked it up and you can create profiles. Oh, that's so good I mean, to know. Yeah. but you, So I mean, like you still have to trust them to not like go through the other person's like other the other profile but that is more of a risk for me than for rob like rob is so not nosy like if i was like just don't look he'd be like okay and he would yeah. <laughs> and you would like not think to look unless he was like hey erica don't look and then you'd be like yeah right <laughs> yeah i'd be like uh, up at 2 a.m like okay what is it <laughs> it's like unwrapping your christmas gifts and then putting them back together but then Oh my god, did you ever do that as a kid? Yeah, I did it once and it was like for my first cell phone. Sorry, dad. Did it for my first cell phone and I was like 
really like, this is why you should not do this because I was so pumped at first that it was a cell phone. And then I got to think about it for like the next, I don't know, eight hours until we woke up. And I was like really upset because it wasn't the cell phone that I wanted. So I had to like fake that first Uh like raw emotion all over again. But yeah, yeah, don't don't look at your presence. But <laughs> wait, hang on. I have a funny story. I have to I have to share. I think I told uh, this is okay. So you know, but for listeners, like my stepdad is um, just like <laughs> mega mega chill dude. Like, and if you can make him laugh, it's like a big win. It makes me feel so good. And I told him this <laughs> this story a few years ago, and he cackled. (laughs) So um, when I was in high school, I was getting my first pair of Uggs for Christmas. And so I knew my mom was got them for me. And she and I found out that she was hiding them under the bed. But normally, normally, my mom is so good. Like she she she'll buy stuff and she wraps it right away. So you can't get into it. And she sometimes will even like double wrap it. Because (laughs) like when I was a kid, I used to like, uh, like hold things up to the light and I would like peel back the corners and then like retape them and stuff. I was wretched. And, but this time she, she just put the Uggs under the bed and she didn't wrap them. And so one day um, before school, I went and I got them and I wore them to school. And then I got home before both of my parents and I put them back. Oh my God. That's awesome. I feel like I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember. Were you like anxious all day at school? I would have been so anxious that like your mom's going to show up and you're like, somebody give me your shoes. <laughs> or like, no, I was really worried that I was going to get something on them or like that you would be able to tell like by the bottom of the shoe or something. Cause my mom notices all those like tiny details. Like when, you know, when we got our tattoos and I got it in the, my, our, my first tattoo is I got on my hip, as you know, Ryan, I have like not exactly matching, but pretty close. And, uh, and it's, and I went, I wore bathing suit bottoms to this appointment so that they would, so to make sure that this tattoo would fit underneath my bathing suit. So my mom wouldn't know, cause I wasn't allowed to have tattoos until after I graduated college. Well, we were pretty but, fresh, freshly 18 too. We were like maybe 19. We were, yeah, young. I was 19. Yeah. yeah. I was 19. You were probably still 18. Yeah. Um, and I, and I made it, I, she never knew until the weekend after I graduated college, I was back home and we were, um, we were at the pool and the very teeniest, tiniest tip of, on the top of my tattoo was showing oh, over my bathing suit. And she like Hawkeyes, she was like, what, what is that? that? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I got it last weekend. <laughs> it's like a four-year-old tattoo. <laughs> I got it last weekend with Mariah. We did it virtually. <laughs> That's so funny. Freaking Brenda. She's a good investigator. She's so good. She would do – man, this is – this. Man, I had stories for days. And like, it was also for my 19th birthday. They, I was home for the summer, and they were out of town for something – and I had a couple of friends over and my mom was like, I don't care what you do. She's like, don't drink my alcohol. But if you do, do not put water back in it. Do not ruin my alcohol. <laughs> and so we instead, we thought we were being clever. So we took shots from a bunch of different liquor bottles. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we put the we put them back. So it was like, there wasn't one bottle that was like missing a bunch, you know? Yeah. 
and she got home and she she outsmarted me again because she took pictures of all the bottles before they left so she knew what position they were all in yeah just just like horrible but like still like I applaud her (laughs) I was just gonna say for like as annoying as that is to be the child of that like that is definitely the kind of mom I'm gonna be like I am such an investigator is not even I don't know just little things like did you touch did you touch my pen like I know you touched my <laughs> pen because I would just never I it. would never put my pen like that like don't, <laughs> just don't lie to me about it <laughs> this isn't a big deal you're just making it one <laughs> <laughs> holy shit all right what are we talking about today we are talking about well, nightmare moms and nightmare neighbors. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some people, uh, I think, especially in the pandemic, are moving back in with their with their folks. Their folks are moving in with them. They're getting new roommates. Um, and I think between Mariah and I, we've had uh, a fair share of, like, moving around, living in different, like, neighborhoods, different, like, you know, houses, apartments, condos, like, stuff like that. And we got some good stories. So I think um, this is a little bit of a story time and a little bit of advice. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know how good of advice I have because I'm just aggressive AF, but um, (laughs) yeah. I want to start with, do you want to start with your most recent? Yeah, I do. I just want to put like a no judging um, disclaimer out there for now. Like, just to start off with. <laughs> like, no judging you or you're not judging? No. Oh, I'm ju- I'm judging hard. No judging me. <laughs> okay. So, when – story time. When I moved to Alaska, I, um, you know, was, like, just looking for apartments online and obviously, like – moved into somewhere kind of sight unseen, but there was like, I ended up finding a pretty, pretty large, like relocation, um, property management company that I decided to go with. Cause it just, it just made sense to me to like, that they had all these properties, like, you know, going pretty sight unseen. I should just go through somebody who can like who's willing to talk to me instead of like a private landlord ended up picking this apartment it's like a duplex fairly new construction I think it was built in like 2012 2009 or 2012 like fairly new construction just like a bunch of cookie cutter houses like plopped together and then split down the middle so like I had a side of the house and my neighbors had a side of the house so move in things are pretty good I had like there are a couple of times where um you know, they had like 18 people living on their side of the house. And so it was just like loud, but like, I guess you share, you know, you share a wall with people, you're going to hear them every once in a while, but, and they weren't like having big ragers or anything. So I wasn't like too annoyed by it. Just sometimes like I would hear stuff being like thrown around or like, I don't know, kind of like domestic, maybe like, like some domestic assaults. I'm not really sure, but they weren't like screaming and yelling, just like stuff being banged against the wall. So pandemic hits and I'm home more and I'm supposed to be doing teletherapy from home. Well, I had like a guest room downstairs that had nothing in it really. It was like kind of just like my storage room. 
it was supposed to be a guest room, but then no one ever came up to visit. So like never put a bed there, like whatever. (laughs) So I had to do teletherapy from home. So I just set up literally, I had like a similar setup to what I have now. Like I still don't have an office now, but I put my computer on like a cooler and like (laughs) set up a couple of like kids toys and like fun stuff in the background and like just use this big empty room to do teletherapy with my kids. It was actually pretty great. But that room was like my guest room. So it was their guest room on the other side. And the the tenant's like father, I guess, occupied that room. It had like a bathroom attached to it and stuff. So like he kind of lived there. And then they had like, I don't know, nine kids or something living. I'm not sure where because there was no other bedrooms. But anyways, I'm like doing teletherapy and I hear this guy like freaking out and he's like cursing and like stuff's getting slammed up against the wall. And then I hear this woman like screaming. She's like, stop, you're hurting me. Stop, you're hurting me. So like me being me, I'm not just going to be like, oh, like turn the music up so I don't hear that. Like I ended my teletherapy session turn off my computer and I'm like banging on the wall and I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to work. Like I'm pissed. And I'm like, I will like, I'm so mad at this point. I was like, I will literally like just come over there and I'll just handle both of you. It's fine. So, you know, like I'm banging on the walls and like, then they bang back and then nothing like, why would they bang they just back? stopped. I don't know if they were like acknowledging like, okay, we heard you. We're, we're listening to you. Or if they were like telling me to shut the fuck up too. So, so I like go back to teletherapy and I'm like all pissed off. And then my doorbell rings and then like I answer the door and this, so like this is COVID. So I'm like back up. Like this is when COVID's like fresh, fresh and like we're all seriously terrified of it. So she like knocks on my door and like isn't wearing a mask or anything. So I like just opened my door like a crack and she's like crying Mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm so sorry. It's my dad. And I was like, well, okay, first of all, good thing it wasn't your husband because I was about to come over there and her husband seriously looked like Maui, like from like Disney, like the big Hawaiian guy. Yeah. That's from um... Moana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like her husband's literally built like a refrigerator, like a a kitchen appliance. He's just giant, like giant dude. Don't want to mess with him. So I was like, well, thank God it wasn't your husband. Great, because I just almost came over there. Also, I'm sorry you're crying. Like now I feel bad because you're crying and I like I can't hug you because that's like how I am. I'm like a hugger. So she apologizes and like starts to tell me like her whole life story. And she's like, I know you're a therapist. And I was like, well, well, like not that kind not of that. therapist. <laughs> like, ma'am, I can't help you. <laughs> like if you need, I don't know, if you need ammunition, like I got you. If you need a drink, I got you. But like, I can't help you with your dad's mental yeah. health problems. And he, she's like, goes on to tell me that they think that he's using drugs and he's like out with his friends and then he might or might not have dementia. And I'm like, well, it really sounds like you guys need to get this taken care of. And she's like, yeah, the cops have been called like multiple times. I'm like, oh, so that explains the cops in the driveway a few nights ago. Got it. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my God, if I had heard that through the wall, it's like, do you call the cops or like- 
Yeah, I mean, I I was like kind of wondering the same thing. I was like, should I call the cops or not? Like in Alaska, I hate to be like, oh, in Alaska they won't do anything because I'm like I do think that they would. However, like it stopped. Like if it wouldn't if it didn't stop, I would have called them, but like the response time for something like that in Alaska just because things are spaced out and there's not a lot mm-hmm. of police, like it would have just I don't know. I was just like ready to go over there myself. <laughs> so, You're like, I was married to a cop. I can handle this. I, yeah, I know. I know a few tactics. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, I thought about calling the cops. I didn't. She seemed fine. She, They had it under control, I guess. Well. Wait, how old? I feel like, how old is this grandfather that he has, he is still has friends and is still out like partying. Like I'm like, I feel like <laughs> I'm more of a grandparent than he is. No, yeah, totally. Oh my god, PK's farting. He smells so bad. Yeah. So and the grandpa was like, I don't know. She was probably like a little bit older than us, like mid 30s, maybe. Mm. So he was probably like he could have been like 60. I don't know. Okay. But he was like, he was just kind of like a weird dude. Like you could definitely tell that he had partied a lot. Yeah. So the neighbors were kind of quiet for a while and like we kind of made up. I was like, yeah, sorry for like being aggressive and banging down your door. I'm just trying to work here. And that was really obnoxious. So a few weeks later, I think it was like in the beginning of April, there's, it's in the middle of the night and there's a freaking Bug. Okay, wait. This is where the don't judge me disclaimer comes in. You can judge the fuck out of my neighbors. There's a bug crawling on me in bed. And I went ballistic. Like, my mattress is heavy as shit. Like, my mattress was the one big purchase that I made in New York like my first big adult purchase. And I want, like, I had to bring that with me because it was like my favorite thing, you know, super heavy. I flipped it. It's like two 30 in the morning, flipped my mattress up against the wall. I got out like a steamer. I'm Googling like manic. I'm like manic at this point. I'm like Googling bed bugs and like, what do they look like? Because I've never seen one. I've just heard of them. And, um, this is like yeah, and I thought that you could I thought they were too small to see. But not, not if they've been feeding on your blood, they're not too small to see. Uh. So the eggs, I'm like a bed bug expert and as my property manager would call me the bed bug babe who yeah, there's like, "Oh, this gets good." So, I'm the bed bug babe. Not proud of that uh title. That that's so inappropriate. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking disgusting human being. And I hope he's listening right now because fuck you, Todd. So (laughs) see you in court, buddy. (laughs) I'm like flipping my mattress, freaking out. Like there's no way I'm sleeping. You know, I get out my little like tiny clothes steamer and start steaming my mattress because Google told me that's how you kill the eggs is by heating them up. And that's the hottest thing I had that wouldn't ruin my mattress. So I'm like steaming everything. I pick up all the clothes off the floor, bag up any 
any article of clothing that was touching the floor, like even if it was just hanging in my closet, like on the floor, bagged it up in a garbage bag, threw it in the garage. So now it's like 5 a.m. and I'm Googling like who to call. I still don't know if this is a bed bug or not. Like I have no clue. Wait, but you saw, did you saw it on you? I saw it on me. And then there was like five more in the mattress that I killed. But did they, did they just not look like bed bugs or like, how did you not know they were bed bugs? I mean, I did, they did look like bed bugs, but I like didn't want to admit that they were bed bugs yet. So I was hoping that they were like an Alaska cockroach or like an Alaska (laughs) beetle or something. I don't know. So I, it's like 5am and the exterminator that I found on Google that was like really good, really recommended for bed bugs wasn't open until like eight. So I was like exhausted. So I went out onto the couch to like, just try to take a nap. And what do you know? A fucking bed bug crawls out of the couch because it was on me. Like, Oh my God. This is literally, I've worked in nursing homes with bed bugs. I've worked in hospitals with bed bugs. I've worked in houses with bed bugs. This is literally my nightmare coming true. Like this is my my worst nightmare. I can't. <laughs> yeah, and I can vouch. You were this was the nightmare that kept on giving for you for like weeks. Not just the bud bug situation, but like just the fallout from it. So yeah, I was like clinically like Erica can definitely vouch for this. I was like clinically depressed at this point. Like, okay, so. This took like two months to resolve all of this. So I called the exterminator. I have no idea at this point. I'm not even, it's not even crossing my mind at this point that the neighbors could have been the cause of this. This is like me being like, oh my God, one of my kids from work must have been cuddling with me or like sitting on my lap and I brought this home and these have just been like manifesting for the last three weeks that I've been working from home. Because I hadn't been anywhere else. Like, where else would these come from? I mean, I know that you can right. you can literally pick up bed bugs anywhere, just to terrify all of our listeners. Any one of you is susceptible, and it's actually not a dirty thing. It is a dirty thing, like where it originates. But you can pick it up anywhere, and they will survive in a clean house. Because, like, I'm, you know, unbeknownst to Erica, have turned into somewhat of a clean freak. And, like, somewhat obsessive about cleaning things, especially, like, my sheets. And, like, I just have a routine to do, like, a deep cleaning so that I don't have to do, like, a huge spring clean out all the time or something. Well, but also it's, like, you – I'm sure our mattresses and shit are just filled with – even if you are changing your sheets, like, weekly and all that stuff, like – mattresses just collect yeah they're disgusting (laughs) okay so it hadn't even crossed my mind like I'm just trying to figure out where I may or may not have gotten these bed bugs so I call this exterminator he's like what's your address again and I like told him and he's like he kind of like chuckled and I was like what the fuck is this guy what does he think is funny about this because I'm losing my shit yeah um so he shows up he like walks in and he definitely like if you could picture what a bed bug exterminator would look like like that's what he looked like like he just <laughs> i don't know i was just like yeah okay you fit you fit the job description i don't know if i can i don't i don't know if i can picture what a 
a bed bug exterminator would look like, but what I do picture is like in Men in Black 2, there's the guy who comes and he like or the the I don't know, whatever alien guy who is dressed as like the farmer guy. Hold on. I think that this is exactly who I'm thinking of too though. Hold on. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Edgar. Edgar the bug. That's that's him. He and sorry, but he was wearing like Dallas Cowboys attire. I remember like busting on him for that. But like a Dallas Cowboys like extra large shirt when he probably should have been in like a three X and like his gut was hanging out and he was like, Yeah, my wife. And like I was like, Wow, you found somebody to marry you. Got it. Okay. There's hope. <laughs> so it is what would be Edgar the Bug's uh, wife's name? Like, definitely like Hel- Helga or something. Helga the Bug. Okay, so Edgar yeah. and Helga. All right, <laughs> great. Continue. So, um, or Gretchen. I thought Gretchen too. <laughs> I definitely thought Gretchen first. Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Beatrice is like such a, a fancy bug. <laughs> That bug has eyelashes. She would be a ladybug. <laughs> oh, dad jokes. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Edgar shows up. We'll call him Edgar. I don't remember his name. And he's like, well, ma'am, I can tell you right now without even looking at that, that you got an infestation on your hands. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> why? Like, you haven't even come upstairs yet. Like, what's, what is indicating to you? And I was like, dude. I am sleep deprived and fucking manic at this point. This is my worst nightmare. Like I need you to make this quick and I need you to like, just stop with your antics. Like I just need you to tell me what I need to do. And he's like, well, you see, I was over at your neighbors a couple of weeks ago and they got a big infestation. And I was like, okay, like a couple of weeks ago, why am I just finding out about this? So I'm freaking out at this point. And he's like, well, they decided that it was too expensive to treat through me because you got to like heat up the entire house and you have to be gone for the whole day. And so they just decided to treat on their own, which he's like, I told them not to, but I can't force somebody to take my services. But what happens when you treat bed bugs on your own is it gets rid of them and pushes them like because you spray all the corners you buy go to Home Depot or like a department store and buy spray and you spray all the corners and like the perimeter of your house basically and like all the walls well it sends the bed bugs outside or so great so they're they're outside on one side of their house however the outside of the other side of their house is my house because like our walls were connected so Apparently, these bed bugs were literally coming through the wall, entering through my electrical sockets, and feasting on me for two weeks. So I call my this property management guy, Todd. I'm not even changing his name. Todd. And I'm like losing my shit. I'm like, this exterminator's here. These are like the bed bugs. He told me it's going to cost $2,000 to heat up my side of the house, but he won't heat up my side of the house without heating up their side of the house. Otherwise, they're just going to keep coming back and he can't 
provide like any kind of guarantee that way. What the fuck do you want me to do? Because I'm not paying for this, but I'm also not living in this. And he's like, I've never had a bug problem in my whole career. And I was like, like, good for you, Todd. Motherfucker. (laughs) Like, I've never had bugs either, Todd. Like, and he's like, well, don't worry about it. I was like, cool, Todd, do you have a guest room that I can stay in then? Because like, <laughs> I'm fucking worried about it. And since you're so chill about it, like, how about I we just swap houses for a couple of weeks? <laughs> so I'm like manic. I start a journal. I start writing down every single interaction I have. He wants to call his own exterminator because he wants a second opinion. Like he agrees to pay for my side, but not the landlord's or not the next door neighbor's side. And the next door neighbors come to find out are also renting their property. And the property manager that they're going through doesn't get along with my property manager. And it was just like this whole mess of disgusting, like, I don't, I don't even have words for it still. It still leaves me speechless. Like I still, I'm itching right now and I can't even believe that this was my life for a month. Did you ever, I cannot remember, did you ever actually talk to the neighbors themselves about it? They came over. Okay. So yes, yes, I did. I will get there. Um, so what ended up happening was I had this whole huge journal. I started recording all of my interactions with Todd because he started like getting a little bit like calling me bed bug babe and like asked, I told him like there, once we got the people to come over and like heat up the place, there was like a list of things I had to remove from the house. Like, cause they heat up the place to like 140 degrees to kill anything that's in there. So you have to remove like alcohol and like anything like combustible basically. So I was like, yeah, I have like 30 bottles of wine that I have to haul out of here and like be gone for 15 hours and I have to get rid of like this and this and this. And he was like, well, if you needed some help drinking that wine, I'd be happy to come over. Like Uh, things like that. And then he was like, oh, how hot do they heat it up to? I was like 140 degrees. He's like, oh, so are you going to do some hot yoga up there while they're heating that up? Okay. Yeah. So I did tell him like from now on, all of my interactions with you will be recorded because I also learned that I'm a Google lawyer and any, (laughs) anytime you record somebody and they don't know about it, you can't use that in court. So I did have to tell him that I was recording him. And unfortunately I didn't, no, I didn't get any more like inappropriate things out of him after that. Well, that's okay. And probably Yeah, it is. But you also can't entice somebody to say something inappropriate. So because I was going to be like, well, Todd, you know how you called me the bed bug, babe? Like, but that would have been provoking. So anyways, I had this whole journal. He ended up like he just stopped talking to me for like three or four days would just like not answer me. And he's like, listen, I have a business to run like outside of this. And I was like, well, I will like literally bring your business to the ground. If you don't help me out with this, I am so fucking serious. It just ended up going back and forth. And I ended up finding this clause in like the Alaska landlord tenant act. I read through like all 180 pages of that. And I wrote a letter because there was like a clause saying that you could break your lease. If you wrote a letter um, about like a health or safety issue. So I wrote that and then like miraculously he started contacting me again and the, they came over to heat the place up. So my 
my property manager ended up paying for both sides to get heated up. All the bed bugs were gone. It was fine. But now he's like taking them to court. And when he came over during my move out inspection, he asked if I if I still had that journal and if I was willing to go to court with him. And I said, well, if I get my full security deposit back. <laughs> so, Negotiator at work. Negotiation, episode six. <laughs> so yeah, so I um, got my full security deposit back and I told him that I would go to court with him. However, I don't know. I haven't been called for anything. So whatever. So yes, they the people who actually owned my house, so it was just being managed by Todd, but my the owners of my townhome lived in Germany. So they probably heard about this and they were like, fuck that, like we're selling this place. So it got put up for sale while I was still living there. And the neighbors came over and they thought that I owned the place. So they were like, you just moved in. Why are you selling? And I was like, well, I was just renting for a year, but I would imagine that the owners, you know, aren't too happy about the things that happened in the last couple of months. And they probably decided to sell. And she was like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, we had no idea. Like, bed bugs aren't in our culture. Like, bed bugs really aren't considered to be anything like a health or safety issue. Otherwise, I would have told you. And I was like, well, that's fine. Like, I can respect that there's like a cultural difference here. But like, you like, that still doesn't make my culture any different. And that really fucked me up like mentally for a little while. And also like I've lost sleep to you guys having these domestics like her dad went ballistic and like broke the back window. There was like glass in the backyard. Like it was just crazy for the last couple of months. There were like detectives out front. Her dad got sent to like a mental hospital for 72 hours. And like every time something happened after that, she would come over and like apologize to me. I I just I'm still stuck on the like okay maybe they're not a health you don't think of them as a health and safety issue I don't know question mark on that um but if you if it was a problem it was a big enough problem for them to call an exterminator and for the exterminator to tell them like that this is a big problem and yet they didn't think to tell you right right and I don't know if it was an embarrassment thing or if it was just like a hey we're dumb thing like I truly don't know I mean I feel like it's definitely I would be embarrassed as hell like because you know and then lol immediately after Mariah moves out Rob and I move into a duplex (laughs) (laughs) and and Mariah's like don't do it and but like I imagine if like we if we were in that situation first of all I probably Okay, I'll sympathize with them a little bit. I probably wouldn't. It wouldn't have crossed my mind that like a problem over here would become a problem over there. Now that it, in context, now that you've told those sto- the whole story, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like we only share a wall, but I probably maybe wouldn't have thought about it. And if I did, I would be so embarrassed. Like I wouldn't want to go, hey um nice to meet you by the way uh we had a problem by the way you got bugs (laughs) we're not gonna take care of it um so you might see some (laughs) some new friends just a heads up bye like like no (laughs) so yeah to give them the benefit of the doubt I'm not sure if they were told by that like 
Edgar the Exterminator. I'm not sure if he told them that, like, hey, spraying yourself for these bugs could potentially lead to an infestation for your neighbor. Like, I don't know if he told them that. Oh, okay. However, I do think that there's – I don't know. I don't know. I just don't – I don't know how I would address it. I just – like, I don't think that I would get bed bugs to the point of an infestation that I couldn't take care of, like, without – I don't know. Yeah, I just – I feel like it's hard to – it's hard to put myself in that mindset because I would just be like, I don't care – spray get rid of them right like Like, whatever this costs me like literally I was ready to be like here like here's my you know this card has thirty thousand dollar max on it like do whatever you need to do right (laughs) like I was ready to just like swipe away to get rid of it come to find out through my bed bug investigation they technically it is our culture that believes that they're like a health and safety risk. They do not carry any kind of like um, disease that you can get sick from or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just gross. It's just a concept to us. However, it's like still disgusting to me and still haunts me. And like, even though this whole thing sparked, like, in a way, I think it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because it got my ass in gear to like buy a house. Yeah, which ended up being really fun. Which ended up being so great. And it was like, like what great timing to be able to buy a house when things are, you know, life's a little slower because of quarantine and stuff. Like it was actually such a blessing in disguise. However, it was like, <laughs> it was maybe a little bit manic during it. Like I think that if I would have had to live there for any longer than what I did, I like, uh, bad things would have happened. <laughs> okay. So this actually, I want to use this as a transition. Cause I was, I was thinking earlier about like neighbors, but also I have, I have more, more like stories slash advice on like roommates and I was thinking about, like, when I graduated college, I had a plan. I was going to, like, live at home for a year so I could, like, save money and stuff before I went and, and got uh, my own place. And I only made it, like, five months, I think. And uh, – but so, anyway, so this you saying, like, okay, if I had to live there, like, if you didn't have the option to go and, like, buy a house um, or, like, go find another place or, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, would you rather go – find a roommate somewhere to, and like live with like one or more other people that maybe you don't know, or would you rather move back home like with your parents? Oh, well, I don't, that's hard for me to answer because moving back home with my parents would mean a 5,000 mile move. Well, assuming you were in the same city. I think I would, oh, I don't know. I think after that, I literally lost all trust in like anybody that I didn't know and like living with anybody that I didn't know. So I do think I would probably move back home with my parents, but my ass would still be in gear to like be figuring something out. You know, I think I would initially be like, oh yeah, I'm going to move home. Um, But you know, say we've talked about like how me and my dad are too much the same. Me and my mom are too much the same. It's like, it's always really fun at first and like vacations and stuff. Always really fun at first. And then, there, there's a day where we're just like, you know, I'm sick of looking at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so it's like, but then at the same time, it's like, I've lived with uh, a few different like friends and that never really works out either. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. Being a roommate is hard. And like living with people, even living with like your significant Mm -hmm. other is really hard. Mm -hmm. It is because, but like living alone is kind of hard too. I mean, it's nice. I don't know. I feel like that's where you just need an animal though. So you're not like living completely alone. I mean, I loved living alone. I never had issues living alone. Yeah. Because, because, well, yeah, because I always had, if I, I, but I'm also an introvert. So I enjoy being alone and then choosing when I want to hang out with people. And then I can see that. Yeah. And so it's like, this is like being alone in my house is like my safe, like recharge space. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big adjustment for me, like living with, um, Rob full time is is that whereas like there, there was a period where like I would wake up early and it's like I like to just be quiet in the morning oh me just, too yeah and then he would wake up and be like hey hi what you doing and he's like making all this noise and I'm just like can can we can you not just don't even look at me <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is like a whole other episode that we're doing we're gonna talk about like things that really irk us but one thing that really like irks me is like unnecessary conversation or unnecessary noises so like even if somebody like <laughs> Rob would like get up and pee too loud. <laughs> and I'm like, can you just pee a little quieter, please? <laughs> like that was unnecessary auditory stimuli and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> By the way, there's two different Robs that we're referring to. <laughs> yeah, not Erica's Rob. Oh my gosh. I'm sure though I could picture him probably being a loud peer too. So well, yeah, because he's so tall, has you know <laughs> further to distance go. to travel. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that but also, like my last roommate was quite traumatizing. <laughs> and me. <laughs> I feel hey. like we lived through these traumas together. Like oh your last God. roommate was traumatizing like for you because you had to live it and like me because I had to hear about it and these bed bugs were traumatizing to me and you because <laughs> it's all I talked about <laughs> I know I'm like I don't know how to help you <laughs> just listen to me like just tell me that I'm not crazy because I really am losing my marbles <laughs> <laughs> um it was it was actually the my last roommate though is as much as it stressed me out like living with her and with us I will say though yours is much worse because with me and my room roommate it was a simple matter of like just not communicating and so it's like we both had we both had expectations of the other person but like didn't say anything so we were just being like super super aggressively (laughs) aggressively passive aggressive To the point where, like, we had this tiny, we shared, we were living in this, like, two-bedroom, one-bath <laughs> house, and it had the tiniest bathroom. Like, we didn't even have, like, a whole, like, sink, uh, like, vanity space. It was just a sink with, like, a tiny little, like, you know, space enough to put, like, a toothbrush holder. And, like, if I was 
going to take a shower and I took like a bobby pin out and I put it on her side of the sink when I would come back she would have moved it and put it on my side of the sink (laughs) and like that level of petty and I guess uh it got to the point of it got to the point of where she I didn't know that I actually didn't know this until years later where because when we were moving out like we were basically just like doing everything we could to avoid each other and so like she was gone for a weekend or something and I just like moved out because I had graduated so I like we we packed up most of my shit and left and uh but there was still like some of my big stuff like my bed and like my dresser that we had to come back for and um so there was like a couple weeks where she was there by herself and I guess like her mom came to help um do some of the cleaning in the house like before we moved out and she had her written like I guess in sharpie on the fridge that like Erica's a bitch it was like planning to just leave it there for me like when I got back <laughs> and, and her mom was like what are you doing and like had to help her like bleach it off the fridge but she had told like somehow um Abby knew about that and then Abby told me like years later and I was like what did I do like, this whole time? I'm just like, what did I do to you? Like, the, as far as I know, we had petty fights over like one person not taking the trash out enough and shit like that. Oh my God. I remember that. And you guys had a fight about like, <clears throat> I don't remember what it was, but about like the wash, the laundry. Oh, it was like, because we had like a washer dryer. We had bought, we had split one or a set. Like we had bought a used set and it was like in our garage, which is like super creepy. Oh, because like she, I would do my laundry in like a day, but occasionally I would, you know, take my stuff out of the washer, put it in the dryer, and then I would like leave to go do something, and my stuff would be done in the dryer. But she, then she would need it, and if I didn't like move it in time, she would just like take all my stuff out and like throw it on the floor in my room, <laughs> and like instead of like and- just putting it in the dryer for you. No, she would like take it out of the dryer. Oh. oh yeah, I guess it was. Oh no, that's what it was. Yeah, she that's like took it, it was. out of the washer. Yeah, and she would. Yeah, and and it was like our washer. Or sometimes she would just leave it on top of the dryer, and like we, it, our washer and dryer set was in the in the garage, so it was just like I don't know, gross air, and it's like dirty on top of the washing machine and stuff. I I don't know. I'm like <clears throat> that's just that's just like <laughs> aggressively petty. Whereas and like she would leave. <sighs> whatever anyway so <laughs> you're getting all worked really, up to where you want to be like can we just talk about this for a second <laughs> she it was really unfortunate though because we were friends at first like really good friends like we we spent a lot of time together and then and and like we had like some weird so speaking of nightmare neighbors actually because we lived in this house in the for two years and in the first year when we were friends this guy lived there was a family that lived across the street they had like a kid who was like I don't know 13 or 14 and he um would mow our lawn for us and like we pay him like 20 bucks every time or whatever um and so the dad and the dad was the one who came over like one day we were outside we were out front and he came over to ask us if like his son could do that because he was like trying to make extra money he just wanted to mow lawns in the neighborhood which was super good for us because we wanted no part in that. <laughs> and, and so we're like, yeah, sure. So he knew and he met both of us and knew that we were the only ones that lived there. So he knew it was like two young, like college girls living in this house by ourselves. 
and the white and he had a wife who lived there too and like one day we were both home it was like a weekday it was like probably I don't know like a Wednesday or Thursday but we were both like we were both up but it was like 11 30 at night like it was almost midnight I remember it being just really fucking late like too late to just be like popping over to someone's house yeah and like we were we were both like in her room so the light in the, and so it didn't look like anyone was home maybe like unless you like because the kitchen light was on and the light in her room were on and they were both in the back of the house but like I said really small house so I guess you could have seen it through the window or something um and he came over and just started pounding on the door like pounding not knocking pounding on our door and wouldn't stop like for five minutes was like pounding on our door and we were like uh and so she and I'll give it to her she was like much more she she was like an emergency room nurse or something um you know after the fact like she she went to nursing school and stuff. so she was like pretty quick on her feet and stuff and she like called um called the cops and she's like uh yeah so and I can't remember how we knew it was him like we either saw it like we creeped into my room and like saw that it was him or like we when he finally stopped like we peeked around and we saw him like walking away down the street and so then we like yeah it was super weird and so then we like call the cops and then they come over we tell them what happened they go over to the neighbor's house and his story was that he had um gotten home he had just gotten home from a night shift or like something something about like he had just gotten home from work and that I I don't know I don't remember the details something about he had just gotten home from work and his house like his wife had noticed that their house had been robbed or broken into earlier in the day and I was like and so he was going around and warning all the neighbors. I was like, that's not that. No, that's not an appropriate response. You call the police and you report it, your own property being robbed. And then you let them handle yeah. it. Or come talk to us in the middle of the day tomorrow. Like you don't need to pound on our door, like a grown ass man pounding on our door at almost midnight, knowing that there's just two young girls living here by herself. No, thank you. Yeah. Ew. Ew. And so then it so then it was Edgar. super awkward after that. It was a, yeah, it was a total like Edgar thing. <laughs> um, I mean, he didn't bother us after that, I don't think. But we did like that house was kind of like not in a great uh, neighborhood. Like we, someone tried to break into our back door like twice. I and, remember like, they ended that. Up, yeah, they like busted our back door. Like they jam they they were terrible at it because one they never <laughs> they never got in, and two they jammed our lock. That to the point like we couldn't even open it on our end. <laughs> I remember that. And then didn't you guys had like an argument about like who was gonna fix it or like who was responsible? I don't remember. Uh, like when you were moving I out, I remember that being an issue. Yeah, and like just a lot of and it became an issue because that was the door that we had to use to like take the trash out, <laughs> and then it was like so then no one would ever do it, and then it was like a war on like who took out the trash, and then we would just have piles of trash like sitting by the door because. <laughs> No one was going to be the one to do it. Or, or what if we both did this, where we would like only take out one that had most of our trash in it. <laughs> it's so funny now because like, I feel like I still probably couldn't live with a roommate, but like if stuff like that was going on now, whereas like 10 years ago, I, w- I would have played like the same games and now I would just be like, all right, like team meeting. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like how we would handle that. 
it's hard yeah and it sucks and i kind of get it from her like point of view because she like she was just much more of a like i'm just gonna take the initiative type of person than i was especially then so it's like you know she even though it's not like she didn't pay more for anything like i but like all of our bills and stuff like our cable and all like all of our utilities were under her name so like I paid her for every, so it's like, there was just more responsibility, I guess, like for her. But at the same time, like for me, like she would cook these like super elaborate meals and it'd be like sauce and oil and grease everywhere. And then she would just leave all these dirty pans and dishes out on the stove and in the sink for days. And like, those are things that we both use. And like a lot of the pans and stuff were mine. I'm like, Hey, like, can we, um, I need to use this and I don't want to clean up your nastiness. Like, can you handle this? <laughs> and then that's when it like lets in, we had like a double sink. And so then I remember it this like, too. <laughs> it turned into like my side of the sink and her side of the <laughs> sink. And like, she would make a point to like, she would finally do all of her dishes and then she would like bleach and like clean her side of the sink and then like leave like all the food crumbs and shit in my side it was just and that's when she took a picture to send to like her friends and family and she's like look at my slobby roommate exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, so yeah that's I mean and that's still hard like I I think it's hard to have those conversations with friends like I think it's easier with like for some reason like with a significant other to be like yo (laughs) no it totally is because there's a level of like we're going to kiss and make up. Like, it's not going to be awkward. Like, you expect to have little tiffs, I guess, with your significant other. Whereas, like, with your friends or, like, even a guest in your house is, like, a little bit yeah. imposing. And you're like, um, hi, excuse me. Like, here's the rules here. Like, I don't mean to ruin your vacation. However, can you please, like not trash the bathroom that I'm letting you use or yeah or like can you like pick up your instead of like collecting soda cans on the coffee table can you like put them away yeah (laughs) yeah like weird stuff I don't know I'm like I guess I'm a little bit of a slobby guest like I keep saying slobby instead of sloppy um (laughs) (laughs) like so for instance my aunt is like she they're like they have very nice homes and they are neat freaks. Like my uncle will literally walk around and like, if there's a crumb on the counter, he will like, instead of just like brushing it off the counter, he'll like pick it up on his finger and walk over to the garbage can and put the crumb in the garbage can. Like it (laughs) is wild. So I'm like an, uh, I'm not a good unpacker. I'm not a good packer or an unpacker. So like with my clothes and stuff, they're like, she'll come in my room if I'm visiting them and she's like, Oh my God, it's a mess in here. Like clean your room. But I still, like, take the initiative to, like, take the sheets off the bed and, like, clean the bathroom when I leave. Like, that's my dirty mess. She shouldn't have to clean that. But then, like, how do you set those expectations for, like, a guest when they come into your house if they don't live that way? Like, if they – if they're not used to doing those things, like, hey, you're on vacation, but, like, here's some chores you need to do. (laughs) Yeah, I think – I think for me, like, that – that's the point where I would just let it go myself like because because more or less like probably more likely they're just there for like a week at most and I'll just grin and bear it or maybe just very publicly be like I'm gonna pick this up 
like, <laughs> do you need anything else while I put you this cup in the sink for you? And then, but then when they don't pick up on that, they're like, oh no, thanks. I'm good. It's like, <laughs> rage. <laughs> but, but I think like the better question is, so uh, is how you uh, set those boundaries. Like if you had to like have roommates again, and I I saw this post in some Facebook group once where this girl was, um, I think she probably met, they, she didn't know these people, like she met them online or, you know, so, somehow um, looking for a, a place to, a room to rent. And there was a house that already had like two or three roommates. And before it was like the week she was going to move in, they texted her and, in this group chat and they were just like, hey, just, you know, um, super glad to have you like come live with us i just want to let you know like we do kind of have some ground rules like we have like some systems in place that have made it really easy for all of us and like make us all accountable since we're all sharing the space and it was it was i think pretty reasonable it was basically just like you know you don't have if you have a guest over like be respectful of the common area past a certain time like uh don't like have a significant over like they can't be like living with us unless we have like a separate conversation about that like it, you know if the trash is full take the initiative to take it out instead of just like letting it you know putting one more thing in that makes it over overflow and then makes it someone else's problem it's just like all of the things that you always have issues with roommates about mm-hmm. and then and just like written out and this girl had screenshotted it and put it in the script. She was like, I just like feel like they're being so aggressive and I haven't even moved in yet. Like, is it too late to get out of this? And like, damn, like, I think it actually, yeah, it's like maybe, maybe coming on a little strong or something. But I think that is like probably the most beneficial way of just like setting ground rules, totally. having those expectations up front so that when things start happening, you can be like, hey, just, you know, friendly reminder. Remember we talked like, these are things that we need to fix versus like not having those conversations, not setting the, the groundwork ahead of time and then having to have conversations later on and then feeling blindsided. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this with like just relationships in general. So like, you know, being a roommate, that's a form of a relationship, like send, setting your expectations, even if they seem ridiculous, like there's negotiables and then there's non-negotiables in a relationship. And like, if that's a non-negotiable for those roommates, then fine. I think I would appreciate that if somebody did that for me. I'm just really bad at systems. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I appreciate systems. I'm bad at creating them because I, you know, of course we all think that we do, you know, our way is the right way. So I'm like, well, why do we have to have a system for this? Like, just do it, you know? So like, if I had to like go through a checklist, like it was my week or like it was my day to do something and I had to like go through a checklist, I'd be like, this is fucking stupid. I'm super annoyed by this. But I do think that if you're going to have especially multiple roommates, like not just one roommate, but like, you know, three or four girls living together, like that shit needs a system. Yeah. And unless you just... And it's so rare, I think, but unless you just want a group that just clicks, like um, a bunch of my friends, like when I was living with that, with the nightmare roommate, (laughs) um, a bunch of my other friends were living together and I I know they had some like squabbles over like food and like who ate what, but that was very rare. And, but seemingly 
everything went really smoothly for them. And actually, so like Sophia and my friend Taylor lived together um, again, like after college. Yeah. And they're like still best friends. Yeah. So I think they just, I don't know if it's just, they, they both are like on the same level of like cleanliness or if they just have such a good, like open and like comfortable relationship to like, just talk and ask about those things. Or I don't, I don't know like the details, but that it's like, oh, you see, you see roommates like that. And you're like, oh yeah, this could work. Like living with my best friends would be so fun. But I just, I've done it twice and it's ruined my relationships twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like even us living together, like we've been best friends for, I don't know, 15 years, whatever, 20 mm-hmm. years. And I like, would it be, it's fun in theory. And like, I think that we would definitely have like some fun times and stuff, but I could definitely see us being like our stuff less like about cleaning. Cause I think that we would be able to communicate about that, but it would be more about like, okay, like <laughs> I've had enough of you. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't need to hang out with you. Oh my God. That's such a good point. Cause that was a big thing in the, my first apartment that I lived in, in, uh, in Lubbock when I was in school was with one of my like high school best friends and we're friends again now but it's not the same like I mean obviously because like we're just you know have very different lives and stuff but um uh that was I think more the issue then is that again I'm more I'm an introvert and I need to have like my space to like be quiet and be by myself and just like be in my own thoughts and she's like "Uh uh-huh but she's very social and very like I want to hang out all the time and which I, you know, it's not something that you really know about yourself. I think at that age, especially like we we're just coming out of like high school and early years in college, where you're just like constant. You're spending every free time, every minute of your free time, like planning when you're gonna go party or like when you're gonna go hang out with your friends, like when you know all these, like you're planning your social life mm-hmm. or when you're not in school. And so I think you just don't see that side of anyone um until like you're living living together and so like I think it really irked her and I didn't know I didn't know it about myself really to be able to put it into words to communicate that to her yeah so when I would come home I would just go to my room I would like what you know hang out in my room by myself all the time or like I would do my I do my homework in my room because I'm like real ADD I can't like be around other people and I'm like trying to focus on stuff and like so I just spent a lot of time in my room when it wasn't when it wasn't like the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she didn't realize, I think, like why I did that. And I didn't realize it was a problem. And so then it just became a problem where it's like, oh, well, Erica's just being a bit. She never said this to me, but I think this is kind of what, what I picked up on is like, oh, it's just Erica being a bitch. Like she's just comes in, doesn't even say anything, just goes to her room. And then like, maybe I'll see her later. And then. <laughs> Anyway, so then the problems just started building from there again, just from like miscommunication or no communication at all. Yeah, no, having a roommate is awkward. I kind of feel like this at work sometimes too, because like we all kind of like run our own separate businesses to some Mm -hmm. extent, but like we share space and like we all have like, well, I share an office, but like we all kind of have our own offices. So like our offices are kind of like our bedroom and then we have like our treatment areas, which are common areas. But it's kind mm-hmm. of like that at work too. Like I don't know, like when I get there, should I go into like everybody else's office and like say hi to them or it, to like let them know that I'm there or do I just go into my room? <laughs> like 
Yeah. It's weird. And like, I don't always, I, they don't always want to say hi to me. And like, I don't always want to say, it's not that I don't want to, but like, you know, I'm like focused on something else or I don't know. It's just weird. And I think that being in college, especially is like, like you were saying, you don't know those things about yourself. So it's not that you're like intentionally doing anything. You just, you don't know how to communicate that yet. So it's like the one time in our lives where we're expected to have roommates, but it's probably the hardest time in our lives to have roommates because we don't have the communication skills like haven't developed yet. Mm-hmm. Or like the self, the self-understanding hasn't developed yet either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a roommate who um, we like worked together. I had just signed a lease on an apartment and then like went through a breakup. So like didn't have anybody to live with me. So she was like, well, I'll just move in. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like this is going to be the best. We're like 18, 19. And Wait, where did you, I didn't know she worked with you. Yeah. Where? At Bass Pro. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's how we met. <clears throat> so, but like we both had this like crazy idea. We were both like I would say kind of like mature for our age. Like we both, I don't, I don't want to say like life experiences because it's not like my life was like hard or anything, but like we both related on like a lot of things that I didn't relate to or connect to with like other people my age. So, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, like we both had this idea of like when we hung out, it was like super fun. We were like belting songs in the car and like we would go and do fun shit and we were like always going on an adventure so we were like yeah like you're awesome we always have so much fun together like let's live together and then it just got like weird once we lived together like and I think a little bit of it was because it was my space first like Mm. it was my apartment first and then she moved in so like when she would go like do something it kind of felt to me like I was losing control of the space because it was all suddenly now hers and we both had like these big like takeover personalities kind of where um you know like she I came home one day and like she had hung curtains and I was like um like they looked great and it was like way better than the blanket that I had hanging over the (laughs) the window. But I was like, um, okay, like, I guess this is your space now too. And it like, it kind of like, I don't know, turned me off a little bit from like the idea of having a roommate. And like we slowly, as we were spending more time together, like the time together that we we used to spend that was like quality time where we were like jamming in the car or like just going for drives or, you know, bumming booze off somebody. Like those times were fewer and further between because like we actually had to do real life shit together. And I like the honeymoon phase was over. Or it's almost like Instagram versus reality type thing. Like when you don't live with someone, it's like you are, you're choosing First of all, you're choosing when to hang out with them, like when you're in the mood to hang out with them or like whatever it is most convenient or whatever, when you can have the headspace for it versus like letting them in and seeing like your everyday self and routine and all your bad moods. Yeah. So different. I will say though that like I have had, I mean, I haven't had other like roommates per se, but 
I have had really good neighbors uh, aside from the bed bug people, which I feel like is almost like it almost makes up for the good neighbors I've had because I had like a couple really bad ones. So it just evens out to I don't like having neighbors. However, um, in New York, I had an incredible neighbor. Like we were really good friends. She was, you know, she's like older than me. Like she really could have been my mom, but we would like hang out and it was super fun. And like, we just got along so good. And then here in Alaska, I moved in and, um, like weirdly met my neighbors next door because I got like a package delivered to the house and there was a phone number on it. And I, so I didn't even look at the address on the package. I was just like, oh, this house used to be like a rental house before. So this must be from like the old tenants. And it was like a Norwex package. So I was like, oh, they must have had like auto ship or something, just forgot to change their address. So I texted the number on it and I was like, hey, like my name's Mariah. I just got this package in your name. I think that I moved into your old place. Like, what do you want me to do with it? And she was like, oh, it appears that we're next door neighbors. So then I looked on the package and it was like addressed to my next door neighbor. <laughs> and this is your current house, right? Yeah. Current yeah. This is the house yeah. I live in now. So I like went, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, if you want to meet up, like we can just meet in the driveways. It was like, you know, it's still COVID time. It's like, we can just like meet in the driveway driveways for like a socially distanced, you know, package pass along. So we like met in our driveways and, um, said hi to each other and whatever. And she was like, Oh my God, this is like such a cool way to meet. And it really was. So, um, you know, a couple of days later I had like, they brought over like a six pack of beer and Alaska beer and like, um, card and like welcome to the neighborhood so then a couple of days later I did the same thing for them like I took them New York hard cider and like New York barbecue sauce hashtag go dinosaur barbecue sauce <laughs> Hell yeah. um with a card and I was like thank you so much whatever so then like we share balcony well we don't share balconies but like my balcony looks at their balcony kind of so like we would see each other out on the balconies and like wave and like chat like yelling across the I don't know, the yards to each other. <laughs> and, um, but she told me that they were moving. So I was like, damn, you know, like it's such like so good to have good neighbors. And they came over, um, the night before they left, like she had all this booze that I guess the movers couldn't take cause they were moving down to like the lower 48 and you have to take it through Canada that way. So, um, they couldn't like take booze. So she's like, do you want all of this booze? And I was like, I mean, hell yeah, I'm not going to say no. So they, her and her husband brought it over and we just hung out until like one in the morning, like the night before they moved. And I was like, this was so fun. Like, I'm so sad that you guys are going. Cause I really could have seen that being such a cool neighbor relationship, you know, like Uh, they were, um, I don't think that they're married, but they're engaged and like, they didn't have kids, but they were like in their thirties. And it's so hard to find, like, this goes back to the friendship episode, but it's like so hard to make friends when you're like 30, not married, or like, even if you're married, but like no kids. Cause it's, yeah, cause like you don't meet people, you don't meet the other parents like through your kids and like, yeah, like even just past college, it's super hard unless you're like meeting people at work and then that's a whole other issue. Right, right. Yeah, so so yeah, so they told me that they were moving and I text, well, the day that they moved or whatever, I like texted my neighbor or my realtor and I was like, 
hey, like FYI, the house next to me is for sale and some bomb ass neighbors are moving out. Like, do you think that you could find me some other good neighbors? She was like, oh my God, I have a couple in mind. So like the day that the house went on the market, she um, sold it to like another young couple. So I haven't met them yet, but my realtor swears that they're really cool. So I will update you guys once I meet them. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, and I was like, so am I basically your assistant now? She's like, yeah, I pay in beer. I'm like, I, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she came over yeah, and right. we got Super Day Margarita drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that day that you only had a like a salad. <laughs> oh, my God. Like- I was like, this sucks. Like being in your late 20s, almost 30, and day drinking is like not as cool as it used to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So on Tuesday, so my dad was here for the wedding for like a whole week and, um, we took him to the airport like hella early on Tuesday <laughs> and uh, like we had to leave at like three 30 in the morning Ew. and yeah, it was bad. And, uh, but I guess that's payback for all the times he's had to do that when I was yeah. for me when I was flying back <laughs> to Texas. But anyway, so, um, but so Rob and I both had that, that day off and like we came home and we had to. We had to like run to the the store and like do some errands and stuff. And then we got home and like we had gotten some new um, like wine glasses. And, like, you know, we had had some like champagne and stuff that like people had sent us. And so we were like, you want to like make a mimosa? And so like we just started drinking like champagne and then we we're like kind of tipsy. And we we're like, oh, what about a little wine? And like and then we had like wine and like we were like just super drunk. And it's like set and then all of a sudden it's 7 p.m. And we're like. We feel terrible. <laughs> That's how it was. Like, I was just excited. I mean, I don't really drink that much anymore. So not like because I have a problem, but like, <laughs> just because I don't. And um, so like I didn't realize how drunk I was getting. And then it was like 7 o'clock, like you said. And I was just like, fuck. Like, I am so hungover. <laughs> I haven't yeah, even slept sucks. yet. <laughs> the worst. Uh... It's bad. So on that note, I guess we didn't really. I I thought maybe I thought maybe we would have some advice. I don't have advice. I guess just <laughs> I have advice. Uh, <laughs> don't Erica did not take it, but don't share a wall <laughs> with your neighbors because so far they can it's been you bed so far so good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so I will say, like when we first moved into this place, our neighbors were real. Qu- they had two kids. And uh, they were so quiet. We never heard. I we saw them occasionally, like coming and going in the driveway. And never heard them. Then um, I guess they they still own it, but they rented it out to their friends who also have two young kids, uh, probably like middle school, maybe like freshman in high school or something. Um, and I, they're not loud, I would say, but I do hear them more often. And like they have this big dog who. Um, like whenever he's outside, doesn't like being outside. So then he cries and then it makes my dogs go crazy. Uh, so, but I think on the scale of like neighbor issues there, I, I hardly ever think about them. And so that's nice. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like it's expected when you share a wall with somebody that like, you're going to hear them, like whether it's footsteps yeah. or whatever, but like the second you start hearing them like farting, like that's an issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say so. I used to hear the guy next to me at at a townhouse that I lived in in New York. I used to hear him burping and I would be like, (laughs) nice one, man. Like I would just like 
passive aggressively like respond to him. Oh, they were so annoying. And I was like, I shared this place with my ex. And so I was like in grad school and I would be gone during the week. So like sometimes they would take my parking spot. So I would just like, instead of just like knocking on their door and like asking them to move, I would just like back in behind them and like walk them in. And then he'd like come over and be like, can you move your car? I'd be like, "Mm, no, sorry, I can't. Like you're stuck. Like, mm, can you stop parking <laughs> also, my spot? Also, can you please say excuse me after you burp because it's really loud. <laughs> oh my god, that's in in the last apartment that Rob and I lived in. Like we lived there for like th- three years, a little over three years, I think. And so we had several roommates or not roommates, several neighbors come and go in the unit next to us, and we were on the end, so we only had neighbors on one side of us, thankfully, and there was no one below us because the entrance to the parking garage was below us. It was a pretty sweet unit. Um, considering but anyway so the the one next to us like when we first moved in there's these two there's a like a gay couple that lived there and I think they may have had a roommate I don't know but they shared the their room shared the wall with our bedroom <laughs> and so we would have to be at first it was like we could hear how the progression of their relationship because like at first they were having sex all the time and we could hear them <laughs> in through the wall all the time. And then, and then like after, like towards the end of that first year, like they were arguing all the time. Like one time, um, Rob and I, they woke up, they woke Rob and I up at like 2 AM. Uh, like we were both asleep. We both woke up cause we could hear them yelling about like, God, I can't even remember. It was like about like politics or something. <laughs> but like, I remember like waking up and being like, why are they talking about this? <laughs> because they were just like screaming at each other. And then they ended up moving out. And then we, the neighbors that we had after that weren't so bad, but that, that one isn't as bad as hearing someone burp, but we could hear quite a bit happening over there. But having sex is, is weird too. Like you, when you hear neighbors have sex, cause you're like, okay, like I feel cringy for listening, but like also there's nothing else that I can do. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, that I'm like oh, I could just turn on my TV. That's better than like when I was in college in my in my first apartment. We had some football players that lived upstairs from us, and they would have parties on just like really odd nights of the week. And um, <laughs> I remember one time this guy he he was having I don't know if he was having a full blown party. He just had like some people over, and he was blaring this Chris Brown song on repeat, like one song over and over and over. And I, (laughs) this is back in the day where you could still burn CDs. I burned him a CD and I wrote him a note and I was like, if you're going to play your music so loud, at least play more than one song. I left it it outside his door. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that story. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho, I'm trying to think of if I have any other like neighbor stories. I don't I want you to tell the story though of <laughs> like I mean this could pro- Rowan and Enzo could be like a whole other um a whole other episode, oh. but like this is like not even just neighbor story one of my favorites. This is like one of my all-time favorite stories of when Enzo escaped and like your neighbors were like on the Facebook group like the apartment Facebook group and then you got the note like I want you to tell that story because it's just so fucking funny oh (laughs) man um okay so we have two Shiba Inus um if you enjoy dogs and their shenanigans you can follow them on Instagram at 
at underscore Shiba Gang, S H I B A Gang. Um, <laughs> we have two two Shiba Inus. One is red, and he is very nervous, nervous Nelly, very um, attached to me, and very emotional. And then the other one is a big white floof, and he looks like a little polar bear. I love him, but he is. Um, they're both very smart, but. Enzo, the white one, is very smart and very defiant, and he does not like being told <laughs> to follow rules. And so he's notoriously very smart. He, um, we had a really hard time like potty training him and crate training him. It was like a total dominance thing. Like he would just do it right in front of you, did not give it <laughs> and like, and um. And then we would, so like we would have to like go to work. And so we'd have to like leave him in his crate and then he would pee and poop in his crate. And then he figured out, okay, well, if I have, if I do this in my crate, then I have to sit in it, which most dogs, they would just be like, all right, I got to hold it. Well, he wouldn't hold it. He learned that, you know, there's like the little grates in the side of the, of the crate. And he learned to pee out of the side of the, of the crate instead of sitting in it. So then (laughs) <laughs> anywho so he went to like a board and train program it, it helped with some things but but not everything and that was one of them anyway um he actually has grown out of it like he hasn't done that in a while but he was still like pretty young and he one day even like we got the crates um that have like the spring um opener where you have to like press it you have to have thumbs to open it people like you have to press your the your thumb and your forefinger and you have to press the the springs in order to open the crate pause should not work <laughs> pause should not open these crates and somehow one day we get home and he had gotten out of his crate well this would be less of an issue if he also couldn't open the front door. So at, at, our, at, our, at our apartment, um, our front doors were kind of like apartment or were kind of like hotel doors. So we had like a key card that locked and unlocked them from the outside. And from the inside, if you locked it, then without the deadbolt, if you just locked it, then you, if you press down on the handle, the door handle, it would unlock the door. And then there's a video. If you go to their Instagram, there's a video of him um, opening it. You can see how he does it. But he like he presses on it with his two paws, and then he holds it with one paw, and then he uses his other paw and pushes against the door frame <laughs> to open the door. <laughs> and then he runs out. He's a magician. <laughs> This had this had happened like a couple of times, like before we were putting him in the crate. Like he he had gotten out of the front door, like when we weren't home, and we've had to leave work to go get him. And the the office people have been very gracious. But uh, one time he got out, and our neighbors, our neighbors, um, I think there's two separate times that you're talking about. So the first time a neighbor saw him and got him knew knew where he lived. Which is like, I'm thankful that we had good neighbors and not like people who wanted to fucking rob us and and or steal our dog. And so they got him. Um, also, he's so friendly. He's so friendly. And the funniest thing is when he gets loose in the hallway of that apartment, because it's just like 
a mile long hallway. It's just so big. <laughs> and he will gallop. Like he, he is, he's he like, I'm so, free. <laughs> yeah, he just has pure joy on his face. And he, it's a big game to him. So he'll like come galloping at you, but then he'll stop and he'll be like, sucka, and then run the other way. <laughs> so, somehow a person got him, um, put him in our apartment, and then he got out again. And someone called the front office. They were keeping him in the front office for us. <laughs> or no, no, well, no, the, then the front office person put him back in and locked our door. And then he got out again a third time in an afternoon. And meanwhile, they had called me. They had called me and Rob, but we were both in meetings. And so we didn't answer. We couldn't answer and we couldn't check our voicemails. And then, um, and then I called them back and they had gotten him for the third time and they were keeping him in the office. <laughs> He's in detention. <laughs> yeah, but they loved him. He like, like I'm very lucky that he is so friendly. Like they loved him. They would like give him treats and stuff. It was great. So I came and I picked him up and I explained, like, I'm sorry, like we I don't know. He just he can open these damn doors. And if the only way to keep him in is if we are home and we can deadbolt the door. But if we're not home, we can't deadbolt it from the outside. So like, I don't know what you want me to do about this. And um, so anyways, so then there, oh, sorry, I missed the whole point. So the second time someone, or the that time when the person had put him back in our apartment, they left us a note <laughs> on our door. And it was like- Which this. is like my favorite note ever because it's both like- it's hilarious because of the context around it, but like you can just tell by the person's like three sentences that they wrote that they're like both like amused and so agitated. <laughs> it's like so it's a it's also written on the back of like a sticker pack, like you know, during the holidays when you get the pa- the little sheets of paper that you can put on the packages to say like to so-and-so from so-and-so yes. and so it's written on the back of one of those and then they stuck it to our door with one of those stickers <laughs> and it said your door was open and your white dog ran out uh chased him around the complex for 30 minutes signed fyi <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best part signed fyi and they yeah. gave you all – I'm looking at it, too, and they gave you all the stickers, too, on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> they just took the one off to stick it to your thing. Oh, uh, my God. And so there, so that was that time. And there were, there's been times in between. But there's the other time. This one got me fucking pissed. <laughs> so so um, <clears throat> this was probably about a year later. So this was December of last year. <laughs> and 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 so I got now. This is the time that he got out of his crate. Um I think. And because yeah, that was the thing. Is that this t- the previous time is like he wasn't in his crate yet. This time he got out of his crate. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. This dog is unstoppable. Like he was in a fucking crate that paws aren't supposed to be able to That's open good. like what do you want from me? Yeah. And so, um, so we, this apartment complex has like a community like chat room basically where people can like post shit and they're like, Oh, I'm getting rid of a couch. Anyone want it? Um, or you know, whatever, just any updates or questions or whatever. And, um, I would get these emails. Like I'd never checked it, but they would send me these like email summaries of like, here's like the top activity that happened. And, and one of this one day, 
And so had gotten out of out of his crate, was roaming around the hallways. <laughs> someone got a someone got a video of him and posted it in this in this chat room and was like, hey, like um this like white husky sort of looking dog is like running around the hallway. Like he seems really friendly, but just so you know, like I couldn't catch him, but he did. He tried to, when I was leaving the hall to go to the stairwell to go to the garage, he tried to sneak out with me. So, like, if this is your dog, you should come find him. <laughs> and that person, that person was like very nice. And he was like, Yeah, he's like super friendly. And then some people commented and they're like, Oh, yeah, I've seen this dog in the hallway before. He's super friendly. <laughs> and it's like, and I, um, so then I commented, which I shouldn't have done because it ended up getting us like written up by the office. But um, I commented and I was like, I yes, I'm going to claim this is my dog. I'm super sorry. Like he got out of his crate somehow. Like he shouldn't have been able to do that. But he knows how to open our front door. Um, and I've heard this is an issue with like some of the dogs with bigger or someone had also commented on there, like, yeah, like, this is a thing, like, some of the bigger dogs can open the front doors if they feel like it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, so like, he's one of those dogs that can open the front door. Um, I'm so sorry. He is very friendly. Um, but thank you so much for, you know, keeping an eye on him and not letting him escape. Like, we we will do much better to make sure that he is like, super secure. Thanks, everyone. Um, and I like tried to make it lighthearted. Like I told, I told like a couple of stories just about like how smart he is, like how he knows how to use the like water, <laughs> the water filter thing, like whatever on the fridge, like whenever he's thirsty, he just gets himself water. Like I tried to like make it lighthearted and be like, thank you. I'm sorry. Like this dog's a maniac. He's out of control. And this woman commented, <clears throat> we'll call her Karen. She's like, so there is this what loose white husky looking dog in the hall on the second floor. I didn't see an owner, but pretty sure he peed in the hall, which he probably did. While he is cute and friendly, it isn't very neighborly on the owner's part. And I commented, and I was just like, yeah, like, sorry, whatever. And she commented back in reply to me. It was like, well... The ever there are other people who have smart dogs. So if you can't handle having a dog, maybe you shouldn't have one. Mm. I was like, <gasps> nope, <sighs> nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does your dog have the <laughs> insert calling her honey and sweetie? <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie. <laughs> and then, so then in this forum, like some people is. That have it so that you can see what apartment number they live on, mm. they live in, which she did. And so then I like, <laughs> in her apartment was, I passed it all the time because it was on the way to the gym. And so every time I would just like glare at her door and she had this doormat, like a floor, like a doormat outside of her door that had little puppy paws and like a cute little puppy say. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't like dogs, bitch. <laughs> you're like here how about some dog shit on your doormat i thought oh my god i thought about it i thought about doing something to her apartment so many times especially like when we were moving out and stuff and then we did this uh like sometimes our apartment would have like community events which like i'm not that person i don't go to community events but we lived (laughs) at the farmer's market like we like our apartment was like in the middle of the farmer's market and um on the bottom floor there was a uh a tasting room for this winery which was really good 
and um one of rob's uh employees who uh yeah one of rob's employees also lived in our building and like she's super dope and so um she texts me she's like hey do you want to go to this like wine tasting thing because you got like two tastings for free or something like that yeah fuck yeah and so um all four like her and her boyfriend me and rob went and they like had you if you were a resident like had you sign in like with your uh apartment number so that they like could just see like how many people were there and stuff and i was like sc- scanning the list is this fucking thing here <laughs> like i <laughs> uh, and then i told like we were like kind of friends with the with the the guy who was there like running the event like he's like one of the people who like rents out the here like he shows the the units to people uh-huh. um and he's like so fun and, and and he like he was there like when we were like one of the earlier people like residents who like signed a lease there mm-hmm. um when it was still pretty new and so like they've had some turnover um with the employees but he was like the og one who like showed us around and stuff and so and so i was like telling him about it it's like who's this bitch like, <laughs> <about> her. <laughs> he's like erica calm down I know I was so mad because I'm just like yeah like she but first of all don't come at me with oh other people have smoked dogs too like if you have never owned a Sheba get the fuck out of my face like I will not hear it also please go look at their Instagram they're so fucking cute and funny (laughs) and so it's like how can you be mad like you can't say that you're a dog person and have a fucking floor mat or doormat outside of your door like dog paws on it and then be mad at me about my fucking cute ass dog I'm sorry (laughs) That is my speech. I fucking hated her. I never saw her. I don't know what she looks like, but <laughs> I will never forget. Actually, I, I did forget until you brought it up. So. <laughs> that makes it even better. But I think it's just my favorite story because mostly the note is my favorite story. But I think that it's so funny. Like, just neighbors. Like, I mean, I could get it if, like, it was an aggressive dog or something and, like, whatever. Like, I would so be, like, a shitty neighbor. But, like, I don't know if that was me instead of like being like, hey, you know, even if I did think you were a bad dog mom, which I don't, I would maybe just offer to be like, hey, do you want like some potty training tips or like be neighborly people? I know. It's just like one of those lessons, like you never know what someone else is going through. Like, and so it's not like we aren't we weren't trying to train that dog like he went to a board and train program for two weeks and then we got him back and he still wasn't fixed and so we sent him back again for another week and a half of training so it's like and it was just a total like dominance thing that and shebas are notorious even our trainer was just like man like i don't like training shebas like they're difficult like they are just stubborn and they're fucking smart and they don't give a fuck about you which I really do. <laughs> That's so funny. They're like cat dogs, kind of like they are cats that like fuck you. I'm the boss, but also like dogs. <laughs> yeah, but also feed me, <laughs> pet pet me, scratch my butt. That's Enzo's thing. Like if you have if you're sitting. With, like, your leg, like, out on an ottoman and, like, your foot is sticking out. Enzo will come and just stick his butt under your foot and then just wiggle it back and forth so it scratches his butt. Oh, my God. Khalifa does this thing where, like, he – Khalifa's 140 pounds. 
And he <laughs> he is like just that stereotypical dog that like doesn't know his size and thinks that he's a lap dog. But he just sits up like a human and he'll just like he's just like, I'm tired of sitting. I'm just gonna lean back on you. And he just like does this trust fall like back on you. And that's like that's his thing. We call it mommy sun time and he gets like super, super uh bellies belly rubs and stuff, but he just does like a trust fall. I don't know. He's a weird dude. But then like he uh, dogs are just funny. We should do a separate dog episode. I have so many dog stories. Oh my god. I could just for days. Khalifa just has these weird like grumpy old man things. Like we figured <laughs> out that if you he just doesn't like if you say get that ass. So like <laughs> he'll be like going after PK and like I'll be like get that ass Khalifa like he'll be trying to tap PK because PK is like seven pounds six pounds but he'll be trying to like hump him but really he just like air humps like two feet behind PK and then PK just growls at him but I'll be like get that ass and then Khalifa hates it he hates like he could be sleeping and I I'll be like Khalifa get that ass and he's like (laughs) just starts growling for no reason or he it's like it's like your attack signal if like someone's pissing you off you're just like Khalifa get that ass and he doesn't like when you say, okay, you have to say it all together. Like none of these words individually trigger him. But for whatever reason, if you say, roll him over, get the belly, <laughs> he's like instantly triggered. I don't know what it is about that. He just, you go like, roll him over, get the belly. And he's like, <laughs> and he shows his teeth and shit. No idea why. Oh my God. So. That's so funny. Yeah. I'll have to like bring him down here and do it for you. Anyways, I think that that's a good spot to end the episode. Booty scratches and get that ass. Man, this was a long one. Sorry, guys. It's all right. (laughs) I said it's all right. Like as if you were apologizing to me. (laughs) It's okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I was here for it. (laughs) I had fun. I had fun. It was a good talk. All right, guys, like always, like honestly, leave us a review. We love them. Um, the most- Yeah, please leave us one. You can leave us one on iTunes. That's like the main place we've been looking. Honestly, I don't even know. Can you? I don't even know where else to look. <laughs> Feel free to leave them in the comments, I guess. But iTunes would be superb. Yeah, that's where I've been seeing them. So um, we get seriously so excited so yeah tell a friend to listen to us you know we're on our way we're like six followers followers away from being millionaires so (laughs) (laughs) we're trying to get uh, we're trying to get 100 followers on instagram guys and i think we have like 97 oh we got this by the time this airs we'll definitely have 100 yeah bring us to 200 peeps (laughs) please and thank you yay all right have a good day friends bye fam